Hey everyone, welcome to the PCN Podcast. I'm Brazilian, alongside me we got AJ. On our panel we got Dorsey, Fozzie, Evan, and Vape. Before we begin, I'd like to say a special thank you to our sponsor, You Don't Vape, for beginning a renaissance in the Discord by purging every message that wasn't pinned. <laughs> Wanker of the day. Thank you, buddy. So, it was pretty fun. Orlando Pirates are sitting in first right now, only dropping points recently to Leon in a tense 1-1 draw. Them, as well as River Plate, have kind of emerged as, like, my teams to beat this season. What do you guys think? Who's, who's looking like they're on top for the rest of the season? First off, you can't forget about the Dons of PCN, young boys. I mean, they're ninth. <laughs> kind of easy to forget them right now. I think that Orlando's way better than River Plate. When young boys, my team, played against River Plate, their goals were basically heavy crosses. Yeah, I think Orlando's way better competitively. Going attacking-wise, they're way better than River Play for me. I, th- I think right now Orlando's averaging four goals a game. But they're also averaging two conceded a game. River Play have only conceded three, and they're eight games so far. So right now, for a little bit, the table's going to be a little wonky because uh, Orlando played their games from Sunday when a lot of teams didn't. So River Play still is 8-0. They still haven't lost a game. So I, I do think those are the two favorites. Um, but Juve right there in third. Well... You know, Juve sit in third, but like, and they have two games in hand, but they're still behind River Plate by six points, who also have two games in hand. So it's it's a rougher start than usual for Juve. Honestly, at this point, I'm not sure if they still have what it takes, quote unquote. Uh, we might be looking at a at a runners up team versus a definite fighting for first team this year from Juve. At least that's my take on it. I think top three is going to be River Plate, Orlando, Juve. Juve's won back-to-back-to-back championships and can't count them out, especially with Italiano and Macro up top and, you know, Killa coming back from Man U. I think they're going to do some good things coming later on towards the season. And Orlando is killing it right now, but you can't forget about River Plate, you know, with their defense. And Cassie, I think he's probably one of the best strikers in PCN, if not the best. So, you know, it's still only 12 games, 10 games, something like that into the season, so... There's yeah. a couple sleeper teams left, too. Like, I mean, Manchester United and Arsenal are both one point behind Juve. So, I mean, there is a good chance that they could both catch up and overtake one of those teams in the top three as the season goes on. But uh, there's still 22 more games left and 20 for everyone else who played their games already, who didn't have that lag problem. But it's anyone's race, though. No one's out. Speaking of sleeper teams, Liverpool have kind of snuck up on that top six spot as well. They've they've had a lot of good consistent performances. And although they have the worst goal difference of the top six teams with a plus one, they have 19 goals for and 18 against. They really need to get clicking going forward to get you know more goals and clicking in the back so they concede less. Otherwise, they'll kind of start falling back down the table. But to get up to this point where they're in the top six now for a newly promoted side is a pretty good accomplishment. Absolutely. At Lyon, we've beat them twice pretty handedly. I think once in the cup last night and then once in the league. But I've looked at some of the results and they're, you know, they're sometimes against these big teams, you know, they're not quite there yet, but there's, they've also had a couple good wins. I can't think of them right now. So I don't, I don't know if top six is where they're going to finish, but if they can stay in that race all season for the Super Cup spot, that's a really good first season in Super League. Definitely. Uh, moving on, Man City lost to Roma, uh, surprising their managers, Zlatan and nobody else. To be mm-hmm. fair to Roma though, they kind of are a lot of big teams bogey team. They're capable of holding the big teams like City to a draw and sometimes even getting a win out of it. Roma recently picked up, someone said I think they they have nine points from possible nine recently. Is this correct? They've climbed to 12th. Uh, they were in the bottom, I think, three or four until the last couple game days. So they're starting to put it together. 
I mean, not counting the cup game. They've won their last uh, three league games. There's just some tough games here and there where they just held it on for a draw, but they got big wins against Lyon, and they also got a big win against Manchester City. They are a team, like you said, on their day, where they can beat anyone, but they can also lose. Online Ace has built a pretty decent team this year, and I think he has a good chance of pushing up the table. Yeah, and moving on down the table, Evan Fozzie, do you guys care to tell me your plan for moving forward with young boys after what a lot of people would call a below-average start, given your team's talent? Big facts. Uh, yeah, we just started the season off, you know, playing with different formations. We didn't really set up, started practicing like most of the teams do. But, you know, we've played City. We played some tough opponents. We never really had a, a good week of just playing straight mid-table teams. I think our very first game when we played against City, that's the one that really killed our dreams because, like, it's kind of annoying to get a draw the first season of the game and you were, like, dominating. But just, you know, we're just lacking up front. You know, we're not finishing a lot of chances we're getting. We're slow with the ball. But, yeah, it's pretty. it's been a below-average subpar. Yeah, and that, and that loss to Man U last night really set us back again also. Uh, even though I was not there, I believe we lost, what, 3-1? to one? Yeah, you know, I, I had some family business to take care of. So, but I believe if I was there, you know, it could have been a different outcome. Just as we beat them in the cup when they came back home. Yeah, uh, we changed the formation. Some stuff, you know, uh, we beat them yeah. in the cup 1-1, one, one, uh, went into extra time, went into PKs, beat them in PKs. So, you know, I'm not saying just because it's me, but you know, I, I believe I can make a difference. We'll just look forward to the season and see what happens. And we're still in the cup run and super cup, you know, trying to finish top six or whatever. Pressure makes diamonds is all I'm saying. Young boys, some of us know how to play from the bottom up. Like, we've started from the bottom. They say nothing new for us starting the below the league. You know, Dorsey knows what, what I'm talking about. Like, right now we're having a sub-average performance, but I see that we're going to pick it right up. That's good stuff. Not- well, Evan, if you feel you can make a difference, maybe you could apply your trade at Atlanta because unlike the real Atlanta United who sit top of the Eastern Conference, PCN Atlanta has gotten off to a pretty rough start with eight points in eight games sitting in 16th. How do you think this, wow. uh, this looks from their standpoint? Uh, you know, I, th- I think they're a really good team. They have one, uh, one of, probably one of the best center backs I've, I've seen in, uh, Hernandez 19, you know, going back there with Vaccine. I'm not sure else who they have on their team. Now, I'm not really sure what's going on over there, but, uh, no, I think they can pick it up. You know, they they start showing some sense of urgency going into the rest of these games. So, got to see what happens. I think there's a few teams in the lower mid-table right now that are teams that have potential to really, if they get things clicking, to move up. I've mentioned PSG before. They're in 14th. You have Elaine United in 16th. And then AC Milan are still, you know, they they start off slow. They're 0-4. But even since then, they're 2-3-1. and They're only up to 13th with nine points. So that's a team that, you know, maybe isn't going to figure it out as quickly as people thought this season, and that'll be interesting to see going forward. Talking about AC Milan, uh, it was a shock there. Uh, Ricky, uh, the owner, Ricky, uh, his team beat uh, AC Milan in the PCN Cup yeah, last year. Bayern, who so, were struggling. They, uh, they that, that, that's kind of surprising. You know, props to Ricky. You know, he's not giving up on his team. Dortmund, they're in, they're top of the relegation zone right now, and they have, you know, they have the major advantage of actually having a win under their belt, unlike the other two relegation candidates. They drew Milan yesterday, so maybe, just maybe, they can start looking towards escaping relegation, seeing a momentum shift after picking up a, picking up some more points. But yeah, onto Bayern. I mean, the clout this team had coming into this season, like, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> 
it came together late, but I, I, I don't think anyone expected it to be as bad as it has. Uh, they actually scored three goals in the league last night. So they went from two after eight games to five after ten games. So maybe they finally figured out something that'll work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, they don't concede too many, but you gotta score. Yeah, while they got their, their cup glory that you highlighted, they're still winless after 10 games in the league, and they lost to Roma 3-2, as well as being manhandled by Leon 5-1. Big Rick oh, needs to step up and take control of this team, otherwise the future's looking bleak for the Reds. He just has a bunch of, like, players that aren't good anymore. Yeah, they're that's out, fair. Point blank some, period, some, of the players. some of them are washed. And Ricky, yeah. is, Ricky is, as we know, he's the owner. He wants to give people a chance to play. But as we all know, when we play with good players and we play with some of these players, some of them are just not good enough to be playing in a team like this. I think the best option for Ricky is to do his best, but I think he's going to get relegated with his side, with his side and he should build a chemistry and stick with the same exact group of guys, come back in next season and see what's up. Yeah, because I know a few of those guys on that team, they took a break between the most recent season in PCN, basically between the switch from FIFA 17 to FIFA 18. Some of them hadn't really played in PCN since then or had kind of lingered from FIFA. So I think, yeah, these players that were so great back in the heyday, season five, season four, season six, that was kind of when it, the, you know, that was their prime. Now it's not so much. They have to kind of readjust. The golden age, man. Yeah. The golden age. But finally, on to our last team and Dorsey, it's happened again. Tottenham Hotspur. It's happened again. Another winless game day. We're already about a third of the way through the season, which means Tottenham have a pretty steep hill to climb. But recent results like a draw versus Atlanta and only losing 1-0 to a team like City means that Spurs have a glimmer of hope pushing forward. But I think they really need to do a lot of reflection on what they need to improve upon, whether it's on the field, off the field, dressing room, or, on you know, tactics. All I can say is, Coys, come on, you Spurs. They recently added uh, Cream Cheese, a former team of the season, and my former Real Madrid teammate. I mean, I feel like if he gets it going with them, he can really help this team turn it around. Cream has to be what, like one of their prime players to put all the links together to be a good player to have in your team. And like, mm-hmm, I think definitely. if you have things working out, aim towards Cream Cheese being your main guy that creates all the chances for you because he's been playing in good teams. He's been playing with good players, so he knows how to – he knows how to develop, like, players around that can be good with them. So that about wraps up our Super League coverage. Dorsey, anything for the Cup? Yeah, so unfortunately we had most of our Royal Cup matches postponed from Sunday. A few more played, but we're not going to really go over them because of all the issues of the lags. But last night we had a round of 32 for the League Cup. So we knocked out about half the teams remaining in the league. So I think some of the standout matches, Orlando beat Juventus 2-1. to That's after they lost... I think five to two in the league a week earlier. Inter Milan, who are top of Division One, beat River Plate, who are still undefeated in the league. So I don't think people were looking for that. And then, like we talked about earlier, Bayern beat AC Milan three to two. Wow. So definitely some crazy results. Five Division One teams have made it through to the round of sixteen, and there's no quite Orlando or Juventus level matchups in there. But I think for me that the matchup to watch for the next round is going to be Young Boys and Arsenal. I think those are two teams that if they get it going, they can make a really, really good affair. I take game by game. I don't care about form. Form goes out the window when you're playing cup matches. That's true. I mean, Juventus <sighs> have never won the PCN Cup, and they've never even really got particularly close. I think so Cup is in our blood. Cup yeah, so I think, I think there are some teams, yeah. some players that 
cup works for them. I think there's other groups. You don't want me on your cup doesn't team. Work. I'm just saying. I'm a <laughs> Unless it was season six. Levin's a little bit cursed. And now moving on to D1, AJ, the floor is yours. Thank you, my wonderful friend. Let's see, what do we got here today? We all thought we were going to play on Sunday, and a lot of us didn't due to the lag. And so we find ourselves last night with a couple of interesting matchups. Uh, I was looking through through the league, and I was surprised this morning when I got on the table, and the table doesn't look like it did before. So <laughs> in Division 1, sitting lonely atop the mountain in first place is Inter Milan. Behind them, we have Bayer Leverkusen at 19 points. Barcelona is in third with 17 they points. They up there. And I said that was one of my points from last week. Watch Barcelona. They were in seventh last week, and they had won three out of their four. So they're still surging just like I thought they would. Uh, we got Ajax at 16 points in fourth place, and then Napoli at fifth, and Zenit at sixth, both with 16 points. So it's been kind of a, a little bit of a shakeup. Do you want to talk about last night with Napoli? You guys lost one goal games against Atletico Madrid and Barcelona in the league, as well as Chelsea in the cup. So we did. was it just an off night? Was it, you know? Oh, dude, I'm glad you asked. It was. What's the story? How can you put this? It just wasn't your night. I think when mm-hmm. we we started out the night, and this is something I was wanting to talk about, guys. Anybody who listens to this knows that I'm the Napoli manager. I give a certain little bit of grace beyond 10 minutes to some guys, but from now on, I'm not doing that. And, and this is why. This is what I found. And I'm not blaming this on the loss. We lost two to one, but we scored in our first minute as they were. We got into the game at about 8:15. They finally sent it. We started to play, and they backed out, and we scored. And so, you know, based on the rules, you keep that goal going over. So we restarted. Well, we did not restart the actual match until like 8.23. So the match I had behind it was so delayed that I, I think one of those things that I'm trying to do more of is, guys, if it starts at 8.10, it starts at 8.10, not 8.15, mm-hmm. not 8.13. It's it going to throw you out of your rhythm. It can. It throws my guys there. out. Yeah. Do you got, yeah. Have you had that? Just... Oh, so many times where you've struggled to get into a game. And at times you think it's almost a tactic by the other team to yes. just mess with you. And I, I mean, I know, like, especially if you're sitting in the lobby for 15, 20 minutes without a game, it's hard to get into it when you start out right away. It's like, it's like icing a kicker, you know, like when you call it a time is, not to yeah. ice the kicker so it offsets his rhythm. He's like, oh, it takes him out of the moment. That happens all the time. You know, yeah. some people, uh, better yeah. at coping at it than others. <clears throat> some people, my, myself personally, I just, I'm a goalie, so I'm just kind of like on my phone. It doesn't bother me entirely, but some people, you know, the longer it takes, the the less practice you had close to game time, it, mm-hmm. it can really right. add you up. Get, you get cold, yeah, and and that's so like based on how we did, yeah, because we had a horrible – so that's how our night started for the first game. And, you know, my hat's off to Atletico. We had a one-goal advantage going in, restarting it, and they beat us 2-1. to one. And then Barca, Barcelona, we played them. Unfortunately, our starting uh, left center back – and my spot, left back. I lagged out, and then so did he. So it kind of sucked. You know, hats off to Barca. They kept attacking our weak side, and they beat us. They beat us 3-2. to two. Um, And so that was another loss on the night. So it kind of felt weird. And then we go and we play Chelsea in our cup match, and we lose to them 2-1. to one, And it just, all I can describe is just, it was just one of those nights. Just one know? of those nights. Yeah, yep. where it just doesn't, didn't feel yep. right. And Chemistry it, isn't there. The game isn't behaving. Right. We're not yeah. scoring. That's what's odd for us because, you know, I you know I don't talk about Napoli much on this podcast in terms of just getting to this kind of stuff with my team. 
But it's like, man, I look at the numbers. I know how many goals we average a game. And we only scored three goals in three games last night. That's the opposite of what Napoli, you know, has been. The good news is you're only a point off third. You're still only four points back of Inter. It's early, so... You know, a good night on Sunday and, and you're back on track. And that goes for any team. You yeah. know, Ajax stormed up a little bit. They're, they're still sitting there in fourth. They're still kind of in shooting range. But I think one team to kind of watch going forward is going to be Benfica. I um, think so, I think you too. Think a little bit more on that. I do, uh, guys. So whoever's listening, I like to walk you guys kind of through how my pregame goes and all that stuff. The, the, the entertaining stories. I hope they're entertaining. So I get a message from Little Perp. Inviting me to his club. And this is at like 6.30, 6.30, you know, last night. And I'm not interrupting anything that has to do with my club at that time. But then he sends a message and it says, manager help. I need manager help. So then I go into his group. I go in there and it turns out that almost all of the team, except for three players that were on Ajax, had now been released. They'd bought out their contracts and were playing for Benfica. And so... Beat on, put his, this whole team together in 24 hours or less. Uh, yeah, it was less. It less, was less. It was, it was like 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a little bit of a, just, there was some disgruntled uh, members of Benfica who didn't like the way, even though IX was doing much better this season than last, they didn't kind of like the way the team was going. They right. wanted to kind of take over. So Benfica had folded. We confirmed like earlier, basically on Wednesday, that they weren't going to play. Yep. So we needed a manager right then. And so, you know, instead of these two teams trying to tear itself apart, we decided, hey, how about you got 10 or 12 people, you go make Benfica. Ramos still has guys who will play there for Ajax. So, right. you know, now you got two teams instead of one maybe coming um, dismantling. So it'll be really interesting to see those two as the season goes on and when they play each other. Right. I'm sure those are going to well, be some This is also the interesting night. about it, right? Ajax lost their first one, 2-1, to one, but then their second one, they won 7-1. to one. And Benfica won 7-1 to one against Porto, then tied Inter. But they one. drew Inter, the right. second team to get a right. point off them. Exactly, and then beat Roma. So going into this, I, I like them both. I, I told them both this. Like, beat on knows I, I like Ramos. And Ramos knows that I like beat on, but then I also have Spider on my team. I tell Spider that I like both of them, and, and he's kind of like, ah, dad. There's always, you know, like yeah, little triangles. But you know, this might be one of the first great D1 rivalries because we yes. have in the past couple in, in the past for D1, we haven't truly had a ton of beef that was right. kind of public. And I think right. these two these two teams could really Benfica, go at it, and that you, could be fun to watch. Benfica. Ajax and Napoli, because I have two of the guys that are involved in that on my team, okay. Rogers and Spider. They're best friends with Mappy Creepin and Perp, who now play with Bidon on Benfica. And yep. so it's kind of like this could be very interesting. And they, oh, and I got the best part. I saved it for last. Benfica and Ajax play this Sunday. Here we go. The right away. That's what, that's what I mean. Who's going to take it, boys? I've talked to yeah. you. Gotta, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of trash talking, but. What do we name it? it? What do we name this rivalry? We it's should name, name it. It should have a yeah. It should have a name. Maybe we could have write-ins. People yeah, write maybe in. Hey, listeners, give we'll us your suggestions. One. Yeah, <laughs> give us suggestions for the newly formed Benfica Ajax rivalry. And I mean, we've got we've got El Clasico. We got no, uh, it's got Man City and PSG is El Cashico. We got LAFC versus <laughs> right, so we have El Traffico. We have examples. So. Right in on the board, we'll put it, reply under the podcast when this is posted, and then just let us have it. And then we'll just use that from now on, because there's a lot yeah. of hatred, and I'm impartial for once. I feel very calm. 
I'm impartial. I literally <laughs> like both of them. But I love to see the fact that they're about to go to battle. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? We, we, we won't talk about them every week, but especially at this next week when they're going to be playing each other, we're going we're gonna to have to revisit this and kind of see. see what uh, you know, I don't really know either team well enough, but I'm just going to give a quick prediction just so it'll be fun to talk about next week. Yeah. I'm going to say 3-2 to two Ajax. 3-2 to Ajax. I feel like this rivalry could start like a culture change down in Division One. It's going to yeah. start more, get more people to become active in the league. It's always a good thing. Oh, Ramos, Ramos, here's your shout out. He was getting on me today. He's like, you, he, you keep telling me you're going to shout me out, but you don't. So here it is. <laughs> all right, buddy. And you can put in a GIF or you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Ramos is now leading the league in goals with 11. He is. He just wanted to make that clear. And, spider Monkey's uh, right behind with 10. Thank you. For you. Love you, Spider. That's right. That's my boy. It's my boy, Blue. That's really all I got. That was the most interesting thing this this week for the. Yeah, Shakhtar and PSV still looking for that first win. You know, it's it's tough at the bottom. It's lonely, but it the good thing is there's no relegation. So you know, even if you never get together this season, but you can have some fun and learn some things. Because I know the Shakhtar team got put together. You know, a few games in, PSV's been a work in progress. So the key is that those teams keep showing up, keep plugging away, trying to find out who works. Good luck to you guys. Yeah, bring some competition, guys. Better the better the better. Learn to hate somebody. I guess that's what fuels it. Maybe that's not right. I know, guys. I don't know. They're <laughs> not exactly but, that. Yeah, love your neighbor. Your calculations I don't know. can be off. Right, just come play. Please, do you have something it better to do? It stays on the field. It right. stays, it stays on, the field. on the field. Right, and in our in our dreams. But other than that, we're good to go. So, guys, I guess we're gonna we're gonna roll over and do a special interview with a very fuzzy wuzzy fuzzy bear. So, I hope that intrigues you enough. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the third PCM podcast interview. Our lucky guest today is not a bear, but his name is Fozzie. It's alleged that he started in season three, although people saw him before that. But as of today, he uh, manages PCN Young Boys, which sounds like a good name, but they're sitting in eighth place. How you feeling, Fozzie? I feel great. Good to be on this interview and podcast. It's uh, becoming legendary, isn't it, buddy? Oh yeah, I had to get, hop on board before it gets too yeah. too high demand. It is, yeah. They they <laughs> made you change cars like fifteen times before they brought you to the actual recording station. Yes. Good. Yeah. I just I just want to make sure. I guess my first question for you, buddy: When was your first season of PCN, and what do you remember most about it? First season of PCN, it was probably like third season. It was before all of the actual team names. It was like makeshift names. I played for a team called Dixie Normus. We allowed that uh, back then? Ricky, what's up? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was right. a one-season experiment. It was a one-season experiment, which we won that season. We kind of dominated. It was it was a learning beta stage, as some of the admins called it. All right, so you had that. I did not know that was part of our history. We probably need to cover some of that up. Ooh, this is a good one. What are your final thoughts on what AC Milan achieved from Season 4 to Season 7? Uh, when we first started, I'm not gonna lie to you, it was a struggle. It was bad, you know. It was bad to the point where one nil games, one one like one zero. It was that. It was the point where we have no good attackers. The manager at the time, before I took place, basically just left the team, abandoned us, and I was forced to pick up. And I had like a player like Dorsey to be with me, and he was all right. We're both gonna take this team up, and we finished. You know, the first season, I we took in charge like halfway through. We were like bottom, and then we came up to like sixth or fifth place. Yeah. We finished sixth, and we won the Super Cup. Yeah, we we yeah. we did our thing. We got silverware that first season. 
the next season, I got a little cocky, you know, Big Papa Foz went around, talked my smack. We had rivalries against half the team in PCN. Was that the season where we played Bayern? It was like the Bayern AC line where like the two yeah. giants were clashing heads. All and season. then Juventus snuck in at the end and won it. And VIP League, I think we got to the semifinals. And I think season six, uh, season six was my last season managing AC Milan. Uh, we were one point away from winning the league, but Juve won it again. But then after that, you know, the next season, last season at least, yeah, I stepped down as manager. I was like, I don't want to be a manager no more. I kept track of AC Milan. I saw how they were going. You know, the team was playing good. They were first place. I'm like, I'm lying to you. I did say they will choke this because <laughs> there's a lot of pressure maintaining first place. There's a lot of pressure maintaining first place. That's why I know Juve will always come back in there. They finished second again, second season in a row. And, you know, that was my management. I was I was okay with that. I left because of bad, bad beef, or not bad beef. But overall, I think AC Milan, together as a whole, it was a good experience. We did our thing. People liked us. And now you're trying to do something new. Yeah? Yeah, young boys. Big facts. The Dons. The Dons. The Dons. I've been hearing. So, yeah, how does it feel <laughs> to be the prince of PCN? As well as run the Dons of PCN. It's a lot of responsibility. That just seems like a lot, doesn't it? I just do me. The Don of the, you know, it's young boys, you know, it changes. Over in AC Milan, we were a blood gang. Blood gang. Blood gang for <laughs> life, you know, we still have that. Hell yeah. We set trends over here in my club, you know, we're a culture. We're all about the culture. PCN goth boy click. We had the goth boy click. We have the Dons. We have a lot of, you know, culture. We we have a lot of subculture in our team. <laughs> it's all about the care. We don't really, you know, we, we have fun to play. Yes, we're competitive, but we also, you know. I don't know what you're talking about precisely. Culture. Do you mean like fashion goods or just locker room mentality? Basically, uh, the way we act. Yeah. The way we talk. We're just the cool guys with the leather jackets that all. That's what I was wondering about. That yeah. Somehow leather was involved in this. There's a, there's a few goofballs like myself who make their way into the team, um, but for the most part they're the pretty dads. Good. The dads, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dads have to take the kids to school. Uh, yeah. Some of the dads, you know, we were all in there, you know. It's like, I mean, Fozzie, Fozzie had like three children in one season. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah. that's a kid, baby. He did. Three yeah, kids. Three kids. How, you, that's not even possible, just due to the the you know the baking time. How? I don't know, man. It's possible. Three different women. Um, he just gets hella bitches, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, when you're right, when you're just all about the when you set so much trends and you know you got all that clout. Right, that clout. I recently received information through the grapevine, and by based on my calculations, brought out your TI eighty three this time. <laughs> I, I have it right here. You scored your first ever PCN goal last night. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. I have zero goals in PCN. I think you got to go fact check. So you well actually if you go look at your game against Atlanta United you did have a goal. Uh, no no I don't have a I don't score goals. Fozzie's um, known for having Fozzie's known for having zero goals only. I've never I, I don't know what one goal is. That doesn't seem like something a Don would really do. A Don know? would rather sit back and watch. Goals. I don't do goals. A Don, I don't chase a goal. The goals come to to the Don. Is that that what it is? The Don yes, it is. <laughs> if I want to, hey, if I want ten goals, I'll put ten goals. If I want a hundred goals, I can put a hundred goals. All right. Nothing well, to me. we'd love to see it. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you Don. Don Foz. Don Foz. Don Foz. Is there anything you want to leave the uh, listeners with? You know, honestly, about maybe you know, new managers, old managers, new players, old players. Something you want to just 
tell the league. Yeah. New managers coming into PCN with all the hopes and all the dreams. Don't be friendly. Don't be friends with any other managers. You know, if you want to be a top, you want to be a top team, you got to be a top mentality player. It don't matter if no one knows you, but if you start from the bottom and you go all the way to the top for Super League all the way to the beginning, from first season, you step your first, you step on the pitch. You can't, managers can't be soft. Some teams fold because managers get too sensitive. Don't do that. You got to be strict with your players. You don't do that. You give them the boot or you get benched. Players, same thing. You know, players, you know, you got to play with confidence. Don't just, you know, beg. You know, if you get a look, you'll get a look. You'll always get a look if you actually, you know, if you play good, you'll get a look. But, you know, you can't just climb up by just talking shit. That's just always how it works. But being a manager, you got to be a, an absolute asshole to succeed. Fozzie's a big fuzzy bear. He's soft. Uh, if you had to pick one fullback in the prime to take with you right now, Alaba, Red Knight, Welty, Vape, or Jakub, who are you picking? My boy, Red Knight Winger, 100%. He is one of the best right backs on this league still to this day. I will put money on it. I will put my whole team on it. I will put my crown on it. Red Knight is one of the best right backs still. He can come back to this seat. He could come back now and yeah. play. Team of the season. Best right back I ever played with. I'm going to go recruit him now. Thank you. <laughs> Fossey, I, I actually have a quick question for you. Did you always have this kind of swagger in your step, or was it kind of a characteristic you developed? Was it something that you kind of had to work for? Or did you always just kind of have this, uh, I guess we could call it bold and brash, but it's a, it's a very iconic thing in PCN. I mean, you know, I, I did come from playing soccer background, so I was always like, you know, a dickhead, <laughs> basically. I played soccer in real life. I had some, you know, background of being an asshole there too. So I came on pro clubs, so, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me get in a hunt here and see what's up. Me being an asshole is something that I'm like normal with, you know, because like I know what I can do and I have the confidence to do it on the field any time of the day. And if the, if the people that I played with before, they played with me before, they know that I'm 100% of the time, like the truth. Is that the kind of thing you leave on the field? Is that the kind of thing you only display on the field or do you, do you carry that around with you on your day to day? Off the field, on the field, I'm a confident person. I'm everything, you know? If you don't play with me, it looks like this guy's like super ignorant. He's super self-centered. But if you play for my team and I know you and like we're good buddies, I'll praise you. I'll treat you like one of my teammates. But if I don't like you, this dickhead look that you see from outside, you'll get it. You get the smoke. That is beautifully and wonderfully put. I know I'm a little intimidated, but also excited. Guys, how's everybody else feel about it? Good. Shit, Fozzie. Uh, thanks for coming I'm on. I'm hard. Okay. Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Good shit. I like it. A lot. <laughs>